What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is episode 244 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I thank you for tuning in, downloading, and listening, however you're making that happen. I do appreciate it, y'all. Before we get into this week's guest, I just wanted to explain the messed up release schedule for the podcast the last few weeks. I've been having some issues with my computer that have made putting the episodes together a very slow and sometimes painful process. I think I've got it all fixed up now, and hopefully this will be the last episode that is released late for the foreseeable future it also means that there will be a shorter period of time between this release and the next episode just a couple of days as i get back on my usual usual schedule of releasing episodes on tuesday or wednesday thank you very much for your patience everybody my guest this week hails from Grand Bend, Ontario, on the shores of Lake Huron, where he has taken his barbecue hobby and turned it into a catering and pop-up business. Trevor Weidman joins me this week to talk about Smoke and Road Q. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram at smokin underscore road underscore the letter Q. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Motley Q. Not only does Motley Q offer a great lineup of award-winning rubs and sauces, they also teach some of the best barbecue classes going. Visit www.motleyq.ca, click on the Classes tab to see the full schedule. There are a number of full-day classes to choose from, like King of the Grill, a great class for beginners, and Big Game Prep, great for those tailgating or hockey playoff parties. In addition to the full-day classes, there's a selection of micro-classes upcoming, including brisket, steak, ribs, and more. I had the pleasure of taking a class with Big Joe and Jess a couple of years back, and it was a very entertaining experience, tons of great food, and loads of knowledge. Again, the website is motleyq.ca, that's M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A. Click on the Classes tab at the top and find the schedule of classes coming up in Edmonton. We're back in, uh, back to Southern Ontario this week to chat with Trevor Weidman from Smoke and Road Q in Grand Bend, Ontario, right on the shores of Lake Huron. Trevor recently reached out to me after finding the podcast and shared that he runs a part-time barbecue catering business out there. I always enjoy sharing the stories of folks making a go of it in the barbecue world in different ways, so I thought it would be great to get Trevor on here to chat about what he's up to out in Ontario. Trevor, welcome to Canada's Barbecue Podcast. How are you doing this evening? Doing great. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Thank you for doing this. A uh, question I ask everybody right off the top uh, before we get into a little bit about you is what does barbecue mean to you? Uh, taste, really. I mean, it's uh, that's what draws me to it. Um, just the, the fact the the flavor that gets infused into food from wood and smoke, you just can't duplicate it yep. anywhere. Absolutely. And I and also love cooking outside. Obviously, yeah. that's a big part of it right on right on a little bit about you uh from that uh grand bend uh area originally is that home for you uh grew up in uh in the area yep. um waterloo county yep. uh, which is about an hour and a half from here mm-hmm. um uh, grew up in lived in waterloo Almira, uh just outside of st clements a few different areas okay and then uh after we got married, lived there for a number of years, and then just a few years ago, we um, I work in London, in the trucking business. That's oh. my my main living. That 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 and, makes two uh, of us. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> excellent. There you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, I uh, 
been in the trucking business my whole life. And, right. uh, but we were, I was working uh, out of London. Yep. And uh, so we decided we bought some rental cottages in Grand Bend and loved it here and decided to uh, sell the house in Waterloo and move here. So awesome. That was seven years ago and never looked back. Excellent. What do you do in the, uh, the trucking world? Uh, currently, I'm working on the sales operations manager for West Coast Transportation in London, Ontario. Okay. Um, I started out in the early 90s, you know, driving and worked my way into a sales role. I was um, at uh, Kurtz Trucking uh, in for a number of years, a okay. long time, uh, at Belito Transportation. And then um, um, i been at West Coast now for about 12 years. So awesome. yeah, it's, we're so good. It's, I like London. The commuting, the, uh, the driving was a lot easier. Mm. So, and uh, it's, we're, it's just a small operation. We're doing like 18 trucks, um, uh, Western Canada, Southeast US, uh, California. Okay. Vans, decks? Uh, vans okay. and reefers. Okay. Yeah. Ma- mainly reefers, but some vans, a few, we do have a few, uh, skateboards too. Okay. Um, getting drivers to pull those is that much more difficult. <laughs> get, get, getting drivers, to pull, getting drivers to pull anything these days is difficult, man. <laughs> yeah. Getting driver, you're right. I've, Getting drivers to do anything is, yes. can, can be difficult. Or, yeah. um, we're, we're fortunate. We have a really good crew, but yeah. it's uh, it, it's a lot of work to uh, to, to keep it that way. You know? Awesome. Yeah, I work uh, the company I work for. I do sales and operations as well. We're uh, a flat deck carrier based out of cool. here, out of here in Alberta. That kind of Alberta, Texas is our we, main we, uh, our main run. Griffin Logistics. We, Griffin Logistics. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Much. Um, so you have your own. Equipment, yeah, uh, okay. all owner operator. We're yeah, running the, about uh, uh, all owner operator. We're running about 60 60 uh, ish trucks right now, I think, is the number right around there. So, oh, excellent, yeah, cool, yeah. yeah. Well, it's good, good to meet a fellow yeah. uh, clean trucker, yeah. I've never, I've never I drove got, for a number of years, yeah. Since. I've so never, I haven't been behind the wheel, so I uh, been in the biz in the transportation business for 30 yeah. years, but uh, it was, it was fun, yeah, for a while, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Uh, I guess the barbecue thing, the, the food, uh, where does that come from for you, the interest in food and cooking? Um, uh, always loved, uh, loved to eat, as yep. uh, a lot of people do. But yep. uh, um, I grew up in a house where, like, you know, we've, uh, dad did a lot of cooking, mom and dad both did a lot of cooking. And uh, very early on learned that, you know what, if you want to eat something, yep. just go make it. Yep. And uh, if you're waiting for someone else to do it for you. So came very self-reliant that way, started to cook and, and enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I've always enjoyed it. Um, my intro to barbecue would be, you know, like most uh, Canadians uh, growing up with a gas gas uh, grill gas on the back grill, deck, yep, yep. did a lot of barbecuing. Yep. Um, my dad was in the livestock business, yeah, so we, uh, nice. we did a lot of, cooked a lot of meat. Yep. Um and it was interesting. I remember in the uh, as a kid growing up, and like now being completely hooked on wood fire, charcoal, all that kind of cooking. I remember growing up, you know, having a gas barbecue and enjoying that. Mm-hmm. And I watched TV, and it was mainly American programs. And you'd see these people going off for their cookouts, and they'd be going yeah. to fetch the charcoal and the kettle grill. And I can't I remember thinking to myself, "What is the fascination there? Like, yeah. why would anyone go to all that trouble yeah. when they can just throw a switch and you know?" And then you get all the mess to clean up. Yeah. You know, now here we are, yeah. thirty-five years later, and I, I completely get it. Yeah, yeah. Dinner, dinner last night. I uh, cooked some steaks, and I could have just turned the gas grill on, but no, I uh, I had the time, so I fired up the kettle, and uh, yeah, it's just better on charcoal, right? So, oh, the taste is 
the yeah. taste off those the charcoal grilling is yeah. it's second to none like, yeah yeah i remember a couple of years ago i bought we had a, an rv and it came with a, a barbecue mm-hmm. and but it was this really low flow gas crappy thing so i threw yeah. it away yeah. and i nothing else would fit in there other than a car, charcoal kettle so i nice. started using that and people yeah. would constantly be coming over what are you making it smells yeah. so good i was like well it's just chicken and vegetables but <laughs> nothing fancy it's the charcoal baby yeah yeah that's uh certainly yeah no absolutely brings people around awesome so when did you i guess so moving from the gas grill what was kind of that uh that moment for you to make the switch to charcoal and you know live fire cooking Yeah, for me, it was it was about 10, 10 12 years ago. Yeah. And um, I, I'm the type of person who likes to, when I own, you know, something I own, I want to clean it and maintain it. And I want to buy something, a good quality item that will last. And, you know, gas barbecues really got, uh, they started to wear on me. I mean, I would yeah. rebuild them. I would always, you know, live in Waterloo. Broil King was made right there. Right, yeah. And they had a big retail outlet. And you could go in and buy the guts for any Broil King barbecue. So, you know, every few years... Even if with good maintenance, you still have to replace burners and the flare-ups, and so I would do that. But I just got to the point of just getting a little tired of it. And I was in there one day, and they had the Broil King keg, which is their mm-hmm. Kamado-style cooker. Yeah. And I got looking at that long and hard, and within two days, I just bought it yeah. and never looked back. Yeah. It's it was I really enjoyed that thing and um, the way it would. Well, just you could do you different things. You could do hot and fast, or you could uh, you know. Get messing with your building your fire and you could do a low slow smoke like ribs or i even did done briskets on it that turned oh, out yeah. really well yep so i started with that and then um you know get watching a lot of barbecue shows and i sort of really started getting into it okay because you're now you're really getting uh the whole fire management thing yeah. and i decided what i really want is a uh, an offset like mm-hmm. a stick burner yeah and um so that was something i was wanting you know obviously didn't need um, <laughs> but uh i got but <laughs> you know how it is you get looking at different sites i did a lot of research and yeah. you know youtube videos and you know the different types you get your reverse flows you get your straight throughs um you know which is better and really what it comes down to is people love what they get used to yeah, i mean course, they, yeah. they both work very well um you know i love the look of the straight through smokers yeah. um but I just I knew that for what I was going to do that the reverse flow with the um, the warming oven yeah that was key yeah. and so that and that boil it down to uh, Lang uh, down in Georgia yeah. they seemed to have exactly what I wanted and you know big operation I, I looked at a few things and nothing ever goes on sale there it's all direct sold to the public yeah and uh, no dealers or anything and the one I called down the one day to talk to somebody about one and. Uh, at, told him kind of which one i was looking at he goes oh it's funny you should ask he says he says we guys should got one of those on sale right now i'm like what on sale Uh-oh. Uh-oh. he goes yeah somebody Uh-oh. bought it and uh they it was they decided after using it twice it wasn't the right, right one for them so they brought it back and we made a deal with them and he said i'll slap a fresh coat of paint on it and knock 500 us off I'm like, done done we'll take yeah. it yeah. and uh it came on it came on a trailer yeah. uh, just you know it's a small like a 36 uh called a 36 stretch is what it is yeah. um so it's big enough. I can do like four briskets, a dozen rack of ribs, sure. um, kind of at a time. And, but the warming oven part was really key. Right. And, yeah. and, and also the, um, heat control on them. Uh, a lot of 
number of different people I talked to that had used both said it's just it's easier to control the heat uh, on the reverse flow because the way the plate on the bottom heats up and just yeah. creates more of an ambient temp in there. So, but yeah, I can tell you. So I, I had one of my drivers come over Florida. Uh, I said, okay, I got a pickup for you. <laughs> she stopped, <laughs> yeah. picked up my barbecue, and yeah. got it across the got it across the border easily. Yeah. Um, and uh, the uh, yeah, so I got it home, and I can tell you when I got that thing home. Because you you don't see them around here like nobody yeah. like I, at that time nobody had them that I that I knew of yeah. to me it was like getting it was the same joy of getting my first new car yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's, definitely uh, yeah definitely. and since then I've yeah since then I've added a little bit I've I uh, um, for the uh, quick quick meals you know hot fast cooking um, I was done with gas barbecues yeah um, and then I got looking at uh, some pellet barbecues. And I knew they weren't what I wanted from for, from a smoking point of view, yeah. um, because I had the stick burner option. Um, and uh, but I wanted something that I could just turn on quick. And a friend of mine, I was looking at his and at the little computer setups where you can on the app and you can yeah, yeah. set them to uh, you know cook for so long at certain times. Like, oh, you know, because there's some days. Let's face it. I mean, I love oh, yeah. to mess with the fire, but there's other days I just want to put something on and not think about it. And be able to socialize with company or whatever. Exactly. You just you don't always want to have. To. So the um, I, I invested in a Yoder. Yep. And it's absolutely fantastic. Like yeah. <laughs> the things built like a. I mean they're they're oh, a higher end unit, yep. but oh, yeah. you know it was built. I I wasn't impressed with the build quality on some of the other ones I looked at. Yeah, yeah, you're getting. And this thing's built like a so. tank. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's, yeah. it's been great. And it's very versatile. You can do hot, you can get it up to like this one. You can pull the plate out, mm -hmm. crank the heat up to like 650, oh, 700 degrees and do good. steaks or, yep. you know, or smoke or do smoking on it. So it's, again, it's very versatile, but yeah. I just, it's nice to have from that. Uh, you want to just quick fire up and have a couple chicken breasts or something, you know? Yeah. yeah or, or like you say, the convenience of if convenient. you do a longer cook, but you can't yeah. uh, you can't be there to babysit a fire all day. Uh, there's a convenience to it, right? So, right, yeah. exactly. Awesome. If, if you know, sometimes yeah, you know, company's over, yep. or if there's a party going on, I just want to be able to put, you know throw some ribs on there, and uh, I can set the temp thing to to change as I need it to. And yep. yeah, very very straightforward. Works great. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're a, you're a man that likes his quality with the Lang and Yoder. You're not messing around there at all. So. Yeah, I just I like the idea of something that's gonna last yeah. forever. Buy, know, buy, buy it once, right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. So, where did the uh, the idea for getting into a the business side of things taking it uh, taking it beyond cooking in the backyard? Where did that come from for you? Well, I when I when I bought the Lang, yeah. Um, obviously, it's you know, <laughs> it's just me and my wife at home. We have you know the kids are moved out and yep. uh, you know, I didn't, I, I, when you have a barbecue this big, it's like, okay, I'm going to use this to cook for other people. That's yeah. all there's to it. I mean, that was kind of my goal was with the one I got is one I wanted one that was small enough that if I decided to just throw, you know, dinner on for us, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be burning a ton of wood to, yeah. to create it. Um, but at the same time, big enough that I could, you know, feed 50, 75 people if I wanted it, you know, and originally my idea was, I'll just, you know, I'll make myself available to, uh, friends and family for whatever parties and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then I got, uh, um, we're at the, uh, up the, there's a lot of breweries around here. Yeah. Um, like these craft breweries, as I'm sure there's out in your area, yeah, just popping up everywhere. 
And so we got the one and the uh, food truck was there. Yep. But I'm thinking, hmm, that's interesting. So I so I wonder if they're looking. So I talked to a couple of uh, these uh, the brewers, brewers and uh, yeah, next thing you know, it was like, how often can you come? Well, you know, <laughs> what dates are open? I'm yep. like, okay. So and then I took the next step and invested in, you know, getting insurance and, you know, yep. uh, logos and uh, registered the company and, and, uh, and just stopped getting the uh, equipment. I needed like the serving equipment. Right. And, yeah. um, the, the biggest challenge I had was figuring out what, how to deal with the health department. Because I, I didn't gonna ask, you know, yeah. want it to be legit. Yeah. And so it's like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I've had a number of people that are interested in kind of doing something similar to what I'm doing. There. That's the first question in their mouths. Yeah. Um, and it was tough because you want, you go online and, you know, they've got a lot of information on there, but you know, your local health board, um, but it was all about restaurants, you know, like brick and mortar restaurants or food trucks. Yeah. So I couldn't find out there what I wanted. So I called them, spoke to a nice lady who she just didn't get it. She <laughs> didn't understand what I was trying to do. Yeah. And uh, okay. So I, I put that on pause for a bit. I knew the one thing I needed was my uh, food handling, uh, yeah. safe food handling certificate, uh, which is an online course. Yeah. It's something I'd actually, I'd, re- I'd actually recommend that to anybody who likes to even just cook yeah. and, you know, have house parties, whatever. It, you really learn a lot. Yeah, it's, and good, it's uh, really good information. Good safety information in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I got that. I knew that was part of the key to it. And then, uh, um, Oh yeah. So this, I, when I got the barbecue, it was end of 2019. So I started getting into thinking about what I'm going to do with it in 2020, mm-hmm. right when COVID hit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, um, that kind of kiboshed, that kiboshed any plans for, um, you know, mm-hmm. parties. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, so that, you know, maybe just to get started on, you know, slowly I'll, uh, do like curbside yeah. pickup, you know, you yeah. advertise, yeah, you want, you want a full brisket or a couple of racks of ribs. Mm-hmm. They're going to be done at this time on Sunday. You come here, pick them up. Or, yep. So I posted something in my local Facebook marketplace group and got a lot of positive response and sold a cooker full of brisket that weekend. Yep. Um, but somebody on there was, uh, you know, the keyboard jockeys out there that like to, uh, you know, spend their time on online, yep. just being negative. Yep. And, um, so somebody said, well, he was just being done in a professional kitchen, da, 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 da. And other, I didn't, wouldn't answer any, uh, yeah. any of the uh, comments, but, uh, other people were answering for me saying, oh, you know, his kitchen's probably cleaner than any restaurant you've eaten in and this yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And anyways, next, uh, two days later, I get a phone call from my wife saying, oh, there's a person from the uh, Huron County Health Board here and the <laughs> Ministry of Agriculture. I'm like, oh, interesting. Okay. I said, so we set up, uh, I said, I was at work, so yeah. we set up to meet the next morning, and they came back, and I said, "I'm really glad you guys are here because, you know, yeah. I need to know what I'm supposed to be doing." And yeah. and I said to the health board guy, "I said, I understand why you're here, yeah, but the agriculture guy that had me puff, uh, yeah. puzzled." And he goes, "He said, well, it's because, and I don't know if it's different out in Alberta or not, but in Ontario, because the, the because the word smoking meat was involved, okay, they took that to mean like um, like." pepperettes and summer sausage like hanging oh, yeah you know, like yeah, yeah. Like okay a, like smoke smokehouse cured meats yes, yep. and that is a very very heavily regulated right. yeah and the ministry of agriculture looks after that so like okay. said, that's why i'm here yep. that's obviously not what you're doing so yep. i've you know i'm just here as a, as a I'll, just, I'll just watch now yeah <laughs> um ooh. 
so the um the guy the from the uh the health board he, he just gave me great information he said you know you, your food handling certificate and you have to have you know be covered and you have to have your sanitizer and your uh you know your testing strips to make sure your sanitizers are strength and so yeah. on and your wash bins and um he, and i said well can i get like an actual inspection and he goes no we can't actually inspect you because you're not an enclosed thing like a food okay. truck or a restaurant yeah he said we can do a mock inspection if you want mm-hmm. and that we we come out check it out and see you know you pretend you're you're actually serving and would tell you what you're doing right and wrong and um and then that way we know about you. And, um, you know, if we see, because what they do is if they see that, you know, Bayfield or somebody's having a, a food festival, they have to submit to the health board, all the vendors. Right. They go down the list and they can look and say, oh, you know what? I think we're going to, we're going to visit this one this year because yeah. there's some people on here that we don't know about. And they just show up yeah. and they can do this at any time and they do an inspection. And if you're not up to snuff, they just shut you down right there on the spot. Absolutely. So. Anyways, it didn't. So, bottom line, it doesn't take a lot to cross all the I's and dot all the T's to get your your uh, serving set up. As long as you keep everything clean and constantly wiping it down, and you've got your little hand washing station there, which yeah. is all you need outside is a a, a camper yeah. um, jug of water and a, and a pail underneath to catch yeah. it, yeah. and they consider that a hand washing station. Yeah. yeah. So. So yeah, so that was that was a bit of a challenge, but uh, learning process and. Uh, uh, and it, and apparently it's different in every county too. Each oh, one sure, of them has, yeah. and probably in different from province to province, yeah, just to make it more confusing. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah, out here you almost need a access to a commercial kitchen for your prep work at the very least to kind of do anything. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a little, uh, as you said, changes from jurisdiction to jurisdiction for sure. So yeah, like finding a finding a professional kitchen that's that's a uh, that's a handy thing if you can, if persons get into. Um, a friend of mine, his nephew is decided to get into it and he's lived down Hamilton way and he's doing that. He's, he said like this, I'm going to just, there's a uh, commissary or whatever, yeah. some place that will allow him to use uh, rent kitchen space and he can go in and do all his stuff there. And then he's, you know, if you're working out of a professional kitchen, you know, that's in, that's been inspected, then, then you are covered for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it's the only way to like, I don't make any of my own side dishes. It's all, uh, store bought because okay. I don't want you know uh, yeah. I don't do any stuff at home, yeah. um, other than the barbecuing, which yeah. you know they, again I'm outside covered. That's all I had to do. Yeah, nice. Um, so, but they've got some couple of places around the area. Like um, you, well, you recently had uh, one of my neighbors, uh, Derek Rader, on yeah. from oh, yeah. Reeds. Yep. Yeah, so him and I hooked up over Instagram, you know, commenting on each other's you know posts or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Um, so he's been, a, he's, he's a great guy and, and Raiders, the, uh, the store, the, um, the market, now. the market store that they run. Um, they have a lot of like, uh, pre-made salads and perfect yeah. frozen dinners and things like that. So I'll go in there and get potato salads or slaws or, uh, macaroni and cheese. That's a big one. That's yeah. a huge hit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's handy to have those and it's for what they charge, you know, and the, and the volume that I'm doing, yeah. it's really not worth it for me to even think about renting a kitchen or anything. Cause it's just, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't pay when I can just get it from them. Yeah. Yeah. If you're for smaller, smaller volumes, right. It's easier to do it that way. So. Exactly. Big, if you get into doing like a lot of big volume, then that changes things pretty quickly, but. 
Awesome. So then as, uh, so you were doing that, the food pickup thing through COVID, I guess. And then, uh, as things have opened back up, you're open and getting back into more of the catering and events and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it, it, like even during COVID, I mean, uh, a lot of these breweries I go to, I'm set up outside Mm -hmm. and, um, they're serving outside. Like none of them had very few of them had like in much in the way of indoor seating. So it was very soon into COVID when the rules, you know, loosened up and these outdoor gathering things was, were okay. Right. So I started doing the, the brewery, um, uh, visits and we would, uh, I just keep it simple, like, you know, brisk down bun or pork, pork and bun. Sometimes I try to get creative and do like, bacon wrap chicken thighs and realize it's just way too much work and fuss for um the return where it's just you know people are just happy to they getting brisket is the real yeah draw as yeah. i'm sure it is you know pulled pork things like that you can get sausage on a bun i've done that a number of times but it's you can get a lot of that anywhere right yeah. and um not as well made in my opinion like sure. the smoke different like yeah. people the sausage on a bun they um when you tell them that's what you're serving, they're kind of, eh, whatever. And then they have one. It's like, Oh my God, like yeah. that's like, that's completely different from what I was, you know, cause they're used to just a regular grilled sausage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, but at the end of the day, like a, from a, from a sales point of view, um, you know, you got to go with what people want and they want brisket. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then also with those events, it's, it's bad. I need to sort of do the head food ahead of times because I'm, you know, stop bringing is a one man show. Like my wife will come. She's there sometimes uh, for a few hours, but you know, basically I'm, I'm there on my own. So I don't want to have to be messing with the barbecue, trying to like finish food on there. So I just, you cook them the night, I cook them the night before, yep. um, uh, hot hold them overnight. And then in the morning we head off to the brewery and I fire up the smoker and it becomes just basically a big heating oven at that point right. and uh, keeps it really hot. And then, Sometimes I'll do some other like smaller quick items, yeah. like uh, the little like Texas Twinkies and Amadillo eggs yeah. and those kind of things. The, yeah, you know, just something that only takes an hour and a half or so to, to create, mm-hmm. and um, and I can I've got all the barbecue real estate available because all exactly. the, the briskets are in the warming oven and yeah, even so just yeah, keep yeah. it simple what? basically, yeah. and it's uh, it's worked out well. I mean. I was just going to say, even just having the smoker going to keep stuff warm, having it, uh, having the the smoke coming out and the fire burning, that's going to dr- bring people in, right? Even if you aren't actually cooking on it. Well, that's it. And that's key. Like if there's, there's been times I could have, honestly, I could have, op- I could have, uh, the one brewery I go to, he's got a couple of little heating uh, units inside. Yep. I could honest actually show up there and I wouldn't even have to bring the barbecue. Yeah. But you got to have it because yeah. it's like, that's, that's the draw, right? And yeah. that's like, you yeah. know, people, if they... Because I'm sure it's, you know, there's a lot of people, you you love barbecue and you want like the real deal. And to me, if, if it's, you know, having it done over wood, I'm, I'm, in my opinion, uh, real barbecue is something that's made over wood of some sort, whether it's wood or charcoal, whatever. Um, And, you know, so many restaurants you go to Montana's for, you know, barbecue, they call themselves barbecue restaurants, but it's. You know, it's not the, it's not the real yeah. stuff. I mean, there are a few starting to pop up. Um, we've got two. Or was, there was two in Kitchener Waterloo area yeah. um, over the last number of years that uh, are doing like real wood fire yeah. uh, barbecues. But just when you can smell it, and it's like, mm-hmm. it, well, you've traveled, I'm sure, to yep. different parts of the U.S. and. Um, 
like I, I can remember going into places like Jackson, Mississippi and eight o'clock in the morning, I'm out there fueling my car and all you can smell is smokers. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay, this, <laughs> this is the real place right here. Yeah. The real barbecue. So yes, it's, it's key to have that unit and have the wood burning just to uh, create the vibe. Yeah. It's the smoke, the smell and, and people are going to see that unit, right. That you're laying. That's uh, something not most people don't see on a regular basis, something like that. So uh, it just gets creates a buzz exactly. There, there's, there's, yeah, there, there. It's a thing. It's, it's. Yep. Uh, they're rare. I mean, they're starting to come up around here now. Like we yep. have like Bogline um, yep. ground. He's not far from here. They started a little after I did, and um, I bought. They've built me, uh, uh, built me a really nice um, fireplace insert. Oh, nice. Uh, I needed a, like a, I had a raised. I had a raised fire pit in the backyard. It's okay. like uh, patio stones. But they were starting to break up a bit from the heat, and I said, "Hey, well, he wanted to. He of course wanted to, me to buy a large barbecue." And I said, "Well, you know, they're they're beautiful barbecues, but yeah. I said, right right now, not not in the market, but uh, yeah. at some point down the road, maybe." Mm-hmm. But I said, "In the meantime, would you build me one of these fire? So you build me this nice fire pit insert, and it's got like a little rack on the edge, and a couple of uh, uh, trays that I can uh, do some." Uh, Wood, real wood, like wood fire, campfire cooking right. over it. So looking yeah. forward to using that in the spring. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Man. He, they, with his, with his, the units he's making, um, they are starting to. You're starting to see them. Like oh, the yeah. winter, the one golf course over here bought one from them, and yep. So it's it's growing. slowly, slowly, yeah. slowly. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. After this break, Trevor and I talk more about the catering business and what sort of menu he offers for his customers. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Township 27. Township 27 develops, produces, distributes, and sells the highest quality pantry spices, herbs, spice blends, sauces, salad dressing, and condiments for people who love food. All of their products are produced by hand in small batches using only the highest quality ingredients to maintain the full flavor and freshness that their customers have come to expect. Township 27 has searched the globe looking for the finest ingredients to go into their products, and they are excited to share the bounty with you. All Township 27 products are gluten-free, cholesterol-free, MSG-free, and are pure, with no added fillers or preservatives. Township 27 is proudly Alberta-owned and produce all of their products locally right in Rocky View County, Alberta. If you're looking for the best in spices, blends, sauces, and condiments, whether it be retail, wholesale, or bulk, check them out at www.township27.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, what are you using for what out there? Uh, maple, uh, a lot of ash, yep. uh, hickory, uh, some oak. Um, I like using oak. The, pr- the problem around here, like uh, I've got a great wood guy that I uh, work with. I can go there and he's, he'll tell me, yeah, that's mainly, he's got like massive piles of split wood, mm-hmm. um, but it, it disappears fairly quickly. Like yep. he sells a lot, you know, sells quite a bit of it. And um, so the turnover's quick and the oak that he gets, like oak is great, but it needs to sit for like, two years yeah, till it's dry enough yeah. and we just the stuff we get around here isn't isn't uh i find it's not dry enough and i get a lot of smoke from it like dirty smoke yeah uh, which obviously you want to avoid yeah um but i find the hardwood like the uh the, there's a lot of ash trees uh, around here the, the ash burrow bug has destroyed them and um they're the great thing about them is you, you, he'll have like a freshly chopped down ash tree but because they've basically been dead standing up for the last, you know, mm-hmm. how many years, yeah, they burn it. just clean and and uh, and hot like right yeah, away. Nice. Um, uh, hard maple, another good one. Yeah. Um, cherry, I get some cherry wood. Yeah. It, um, 
yeah, it's some of the fruit woods I find like they can, if, depending on I guess the how well aged they are, sometimes they can be a little bit bitter. Mm. Um, so I don't I don't get too carried away with um, any other uh, fruit woods like apples and apple and pear, pecan that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, lots of asher on here. This and we're blessers. Yeah, it's easy to get. Yeah. Lots of hard, good hardwood up here. Yep, no doubt. Yeah, you're in a good, uh, good uh, re- geographic region for that there. So not like us. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Here in Alberta, we're more. Uh, what would you? What would you? What would you? What would you use? Of? Like what's? Nah, the that's the thing for us. There's, you know, we can get birch. That's uh, that's pretty common. Uh, yeah, you know, that's a good one. Not not a lot of people use it for smoking, but there's a lot of it around. Um, some oak, but very little. Uh, we're more with the where we are. It's more softwood, right? So it's no good for smoking. So right, and I guess it. Oh, you said birch. I thought you. Sorry, I thought you said beech. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Be, beech wood is really good. Okay, <laughs> smoker wood. Um, uh, so I guess so. They like they, you'd have to you import it then, is or yeah, they'll bring it in for well, like, and then that yeah, and then that's like, tricky. Oh, yeah, uh, not BC? a lot. Of, yeah, uh, well, the th- any of the wood you're bringing in from BC uh, has been kiln dried, so it's uh, it's really dry. So you'll get, you know, you can get the fruit, the chunks, uh, fruit wood and chunks and stuff, but it's, it's almost too dry. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So the one guy who's, uh, be a lot of softwood too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with these out in Ontario. I don't, can't remember exactly where, but for Toto Farms. Yeah, 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 I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. So he's I bought one. pellets. Um, yeah. Buy some of their pellet products. They're really good. Yeah. So he ships his. He's the at least when I talked to him, it was a couple of years ago. At the time, he was the only wood provider in Canada uh, approved by the Canadian government to transport seasoned wood, not kiln dried, uh, across provincial borders. Okay. You know what I. That makes total. I didn't know yeah. it was regulated across yeah. provinces. Uh, that makes total yeah, sense because things the like the Ashboro bug exactly. Along. Yeah, you yeah. don't want to be bringing something yeah. across. So his his processes have been inspected and approved that he's able to ship not kiln dried, so just seasoned wood, uh, inter uh, inter provincial. So, uh, so he yeah, a lot of the barbecue stores out here. Like carry the his Ministry stuff. of Ag. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So you you can buy his yeah, stuff, and I guess, I, he yeah, sells I, it in splits or chunks, and you know he makes his pellets as well. So you know, mm-hmm. so that's uh, what a lot of people do. So uh, you know, for myself, I'll usually just use charcoal and then add in some wood chunks, right? So yeah, you, you make do, right? Yeah, you make, you make you know, do. Right? So. Yeah. I, when I when I like before I bought the lang, I mean, I would be smoking mainly on that uh, that broken keg, and yeah. I had great success smoking oh, yeah. on. In fact, I've if somebody if somebody said to me, you can, you got to make a brisket and you can't use the lang, mm-hmm. you can either use the 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 keg or the uh, the, the the lang uh, or the uh, the yoder uh, the, the pellet barbecue. Yeah. I'd take the uh, I'd oh, take yeah. the uh, the broken keg. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, I just I found it got better. That the challenge was building that fire to, to make it last for eight nine hours. Yeah. Because um, you don't have to take it apart, but like yeah, you just get a bunch of like really nice size wood chunks like not like wood the wood chips that you yeah no they're um, good big chunks yeah exactly can get but yeah like nice little hunks and uh yeah, yeah we're fantastic oh yeah so, absolutely what do you what would you like what is your your go-to cooker unit well it really depends i've got my weber kettle that's kind of my everyday and i do have a gas grill still so you yeah know, just when you're in a hurry and you just need something quick uh yeah uh so i got my that my kettle and then i've got uh my oklahoma joe offset highland offset 
And then yep. my, uh, the competition team I'm on were sponsored by a uh, by Barrel Boss Q. They're a company out of Leduc, Alberta, up here, and they're making uh, drum cookers. Hey. So, yeah, I think I think um, Derek Derek has, has a Barrel Boss. Yeah, absolutely, he does. So, yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, that, that, that's, that's a nice, nice unit. That is, yeah. So that's the arsenal in my backyard. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's um, the uh, I don't know the, the barbecue scene over the last few years. It is start. You know, obviously, it was gaining a lot of momentum, a lot of popularity on TV. Made uh, added a lot to it, yeah. and um, you know, the uh, seeing some restaurants, you know, starting to you know add units and. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It's yeah. uh, it's going to make for a, hopefully things are just just starting to take off. Yeah, that uh, that region you're in seems to be. I talked with Dog Days there a while ago, uh, not that long ago. He's down in Chatham, Kent there, and he's cooking on a bog. Yeah, line. he's got a bog line, so he's using yep. that. And yeah, so yep. seems to be a fair bit happening down your your neck of the woods there. So that's awesome to see. Yeah, I think there's well, there's just little. I mean, I was driving through uh, St. Thomas one day and I mm. saw this big smoker thing. Uh, just sitting in the parking lot and here was this guy working on this little didn't have very good signage or anything but mm. uh went in and he was doing like uh take out yep. barbecue and had this big old like big old handmade smoker that he had he said oh i, I said what uh, what kind of smoker is that he was just something he had made on his own yep. 20 years ago <laughs> yeah awesome and uh yeah yeah That's... so it's but you don't like the thing you don't know about these places and mm. um and I find even when, like, I've gone to, you know, go down to Southern Georgia or something, it's like, okay, I got to go find like a real barbecue place. And uh, it's getting easier now to get that sure. information. But, you know, a number yeah. of years ago, yeah. it was really difficult. You'd see a place, it would say they're barbecue, and you'd go in, and it was all stuff from like, yeah, we had the smoker fired up three days ago, and you're just right. eating leftovers. And yeah, yeah it's not, not the scene, not what I'm looking for. But yeah, if you can't smell the wood burning when you're, uh, when you get out of the car, uh, keep going. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Uh, exactly. So, kind of jump back there to with your pop ups at the breweries and different events. Uh, the menu you talked about brisket being the big one, pulled pork. What else? Uh, what else? Kind of the, are the offerings for you? Um, well, for for the for those events, um, I I stick to um, I try to stick to the big meats because I need to be able. I want to be able to serve. Uh, you know. I try to aim for a hundred people, mm-hmm. um, you know, have days where I could do, you, you want to sell out obviously, yeah, of course, yeah. but you also, it's the, the challenge is to figure out, figure out cause you have to make even a sausage on a bun. You have to, you know, it takes an hour to make that sausage. I don't want people standing waiting for half an hour. Yeah. I want food when they come up to me, they're going to get served immediately. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I have to have the stuff done. It's which yeah. means guessing, what kind of a day is it going to be? Mm-hmm. I've done enough of the events now in, in different breweries. Uh, you know, some have better uh, traffic flow than others. Some have better food traffic flow because some of them, tons of people are there, but they're just not eating. It's like, okay. oh, we were just in town. We had lunch. You know, if I had known you were here, yeah, that kind of story. Yeah. So I just find that for that scenario, it's best that I stick to the big meats like the the pulled pork or the, or the brisket. Yeah. Get it done the night before and, you know, um, Leftovers with that stuff, they disappear quickly. So I'm not yeah. too worried about that. Like, yeah. you know, and then it just, and I mix up what I'm serving it with, you know, doing on a bun or I do uh, uh, the mac and cheese is very popular. Um, I get the, the mac and cheese from Raiders and I actually smoke it, like throw it on the, to heat it up. I yeah. just throw all the trays in the, in the smoker and just give it a bit of a, put a bit of uh, my rub on it. Yeah. And then, 
use that to heat it up, just give it a little extra flavor. Yep. And but coleslaw obviously is a, a big one, um, a good side to have with it. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of you know, potato salads. Um, again, I'm just having to do store-bought stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the great thing is you can go to Costco and get like a fantastic potato salad that everybody loves. And yeah. for the price they charge you for it, you couldn't even bother to boil no. potatoes to make that. Like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> never mind your time. It's just right? uh, exactly the time is just yep. so much easier. Anyways, um, but yeah, so that's the so the the for me my like my sweet spot. I, you know, I like in that 100, 120. Now, if for something to do things like uh, I've tried doing ribs mm-hmm. at those events and it really didn't turn out well because. Again, I'm getting them done, but then I'm having to kind of hold them. So I've got them, okay, so I keep them wrapped in the tin foil, and then they go back. Even though they're done, they just ended up becoming, like, wickedly overdone. Yeah, ribs are and tough. And the, the sauce and the, the, the look of them, people loved them. They were like, oh, my God, these are so good. These are good. Because, you know, it's the great thing about barbecue is you can <laughs> – the, the properly done barbecue tends, you know, uh, to, if you overdo it, most people prefer it that way yeah. anyways they want it you know they want to be able to pull the rib right or the bone right out of the rib yeah. even though that is overdone yeah. but so but they, these were like grossly overdone and i didn't like the look of them and people loved them sold them all but i said you know what? i'm never doing that again because yeah. it just i want i want to be able to present something that looks nice you know and um i just didn't have so if i'm doing however if i'm doing a, a private event which from these brewery gigs i started getting people uh, approaching me about doing like weddings and parties nice. and, yep, uh, awesome. uh, th- and that opened up last year here. Yeah. So um, I did a one wedding last year, a small one, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. And I've got four to do this year. Awesome. And now uh, for those kind of events, now I can get creative. Okay. You want to do some ribs, you want to do some chicken and, you know, bacon wrapped uh, chicken breasts, mm-hmm. you know, or um, that kind of uh, um what else was yeah. the other um even little burger sliders things like it just so you can get creative and do all kinds of different things when you're mm-hmm. because it's with a, a smaller group and you know exactly how many you're making it for you know exactly how much room you've got and um and a time uh, and like, a timeline right it's a you've got a timeline of when it, yeah the timeline is right so you can cook the right ribs, so you get the big ready. meats done ahead of time yeah yeah the big meats are done ahead of time they're just being hot held and then um you, you fire up to, to prior to the event for, you know, two hours to, again, you're creating that vibe in the smoke and people are like, Oh my gosh, you got a, you know, the smoke barbecue here. This is so exciting. I can't wait. And, um, yeah. And then I got time to make these other little items, whether it's, yeah. you know, chicken items or some fish or, uh, um, you know, like for, for, um, I've even done some little, uh, like veggie, like not veggie, veggie items, but like, you know, jalapeno poppers with yeah. no bacon, that kind right. of thing for, sensitive crowds where you've got uh, different eating yeah, requirements for sure yep yeah so that for so for the private events yeah I, I enjoy doing i really enjoy doing those because you know what you're doing you know what you're dealing with ahead of time yeah and uh there's no and it, get, it allows you to be creative and get working with some different uh different items that you're not always making at these, uh, the public events as well yeah. plus you know what you're getting and i've been approached like i've had people come to me yeah, oh, well, and yeah, and that too. It's yeah. like you know, flat fee, and, and the great thing is, there's no leftovers because they yeah. keep them all. It's like perfect, done. Yeah. Well, what do we do? What do you want to do with the rest of this food? It's all yours. You paid yeah, for you it. You paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not taking it. <laughs> yep. Uh, like I've had, and with my setup, I mean, I'm, I've, I've learned that 
uh, originally I thought like 30, 40, 50 people, okay, that's all I'm going to be able to handle. Um, then I quickly realized that, yeah, like doing, you know, do four briskets, you know, I can, you can stretch that in depending on the size of them, yep. 100, 125 people, no problem. Yeah. Especially if you're uh, able with to the cooking other stuff as well at the same time. Right. So, yeah. And, but I've had people approach me about doing like, Oh, we're going to do the, the fall fair. And you know, it's, it's about how many, you know, there's about, you know, eight, 9,000 people there, you know, you probably have about five, $600 or five, 600 sales a day. I'm like, yeah, that's out of my yeah. zone. Um, Not quite there yet. You know, it, that, that, at that point, and it's okay. Now, now you need a bigger barbecue. Yeah. Uh, now you need staff and, you know, a big, like a survey. Like I, I have a, uh, a utility trailer that I use as sort of like my uh, storage trailer. I started working with that. So every time I go to an event, I've got take two trailers, I got my, the, the utility trailer and then i put the i got a, a pop-up tent that's all logoed and deckled and looks really nice and the trailer is all logoed and so it just looks like a nice professional setup and i've got all my stuff inside there nicely organized and so i can serve out of that yeah and um but to go to you know the next level now okay now you're having to replace the bigger barbecue that you can get enough food on there for five six hundred people and you need a serving trailer um like something like a larger unit. So anyways, it's, yeah, it's a whole other level. It's a possibility. The great thing is the demand is there. Yeah. I mean, I, if I went, if I decide to pull the trigger tomorrow, uh, the demand is there. It's, yeah. I could work easily every Saturday, Sunday, plus a few other days thrown in from, you know, May through October. Um, but, but at the same time, it's, this is what I call a hobby job. Yeah. Um, it's obviously not my, my living and, and, People have asked me, well, would you want to make a living at it? Possibly as a, you know, semi-retirement sort of scenario. Yep. But, uh, you know, it's like anything you get doing, you know, so you're doing something you love, but uh, if you get doing it too much and then it becomes a job yeah. and I want to avoid that. Yeah, I hear you. Absolutely. You know, getting into, getting into these larger deals where you're, you know, big festivals and things, um, having to have staff. Yeah. Yep. Not my... Uh, not looking to go there just yet. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of extra work and headaches that come along with it, right? So it is, and it's yeah. it doesn't always, you know. I mean, you've been in business; it, it, that applies in any number of different businesses. Yep. Like, bigger's not always better. Yep. It, um, or more profitable, for that matter. Yeah. So. Yeah, if it uh, if at some point for you it makes sense, then you can pull the trigger, right? But uh, sounds like you got yeah, a nice little. Uh, um, you've carved out a nice little niche uh, there for yourself right now, and uh, doing uh, keep, keeping it fun, right? So. Yeah, keep it fun. And yeah, it's 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 a the, the breweries. It's a great symbiotic yeah. relationship because you, you know I don't have to worry about dragging bet coolers full of beverages and selling water and all these things and yeah. pop whatever. Um, no, you want something to drink? You go in there. You want something to eat? You go out and see him. Yeah. And you know they don't charge me to be there. Um, me being there helps them sell more beer. Yep. And so it yeah it works out. It's it's it works out really well. Yeah. Yeah. You see that out here a lot. Uh, some of the breweries that don't have their own food service, they'll bring in a, they'll kind of have a rotating, right. uh, uh, stock of, uh, food, uh, guys like yourself, they'll bring them in on weekends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a good, uh, good plan. It's, it's in, out in the, well, we're, at, we're here in the, we're called in the country, I guess. Yep. Uh, I mean, London's not very far away and I know the one brewery they were trying to get me to do some extra dates i said i just you know i had to say no and um i said well you know like i said there's all these food trucks in london you see like mm -hmm. tons of these yeah but you can't get them up here oh, really? <laughs> because there's such so you know they're so busy in london ah. they can't you know and so a few of them have come out but 
it just I think the the turnout maybe they get up here isn't what they would get in, at an event in London. Sure. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, there's definitely lots of opportunity here for uh, uh, for that kind of a business. Awesome. Well, great to hear, man. Uh, Trevor, mm-hmm. where can uh, where can folks find you? Uh, the website, I guess I should have mentioned earlier, is uh, smokeandroadq.ca, and that's just the letter Q and smoking with no G. Smokeandroadq.ca. Uh, Instagram, you're at smoking underscore road underscore Q. Uh, those are the best places for folks to track you down and get a hold of you. Yeah. There's a Facebook account too, yep. uh, under okay. smoking road Q. But I mean, honestly, if you go, <laughs> I'm old school, you know, phone calls, texts. Yeah. I uh, saw you got your, you know, uh, your email and your cell phone number on the website. So that's brave. Good on, yeah. Good on so you I just, <laughs> yeah. Just shoot me an email, send me yep. a text. I mean, People, people will send me, oh, I sent you a messenger on a uh, Facebook messenger thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I don't check that often, <laughs> sorry. So, yeah. but uh, um, uh, yeah, so that's easiest way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Anything else you want to mention or plug out there with uh, stuff you got going on? Uh, no, it's, uh, we got a pretty full schedule for this year. So, um, uh, you know, some private events and then the, the brewery events are starting to to get plugged into the the calendar and uh so yeah so we're looking forward to a good year yep. and uh appreciate being on the show no, and I, uh my pleasure man thank you uh, for reaching out keep uh, up the good work i appreciate that thank you uh, spring uh i think probably arrives a little earlier for you guys out there mm. than it does for us here so uh when you uh when does uh, kind of the brewery pop-up yeah. season get going for you guys out there yeah here to be uh I like to try to do some stuff in, you know, April, May, because okay. I don't want to have to, you know, fill my summer, you know, summer is obviously the, the biggest demand, but, uh, yeah. you know, I don't want to be working every weekend. Yeah, you want to. And uh, when you're summer. cooking the day before and then serving the next day, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's better part of two days. Yeah. So um, generally, you know, May, but a lot of times you're dealing with, um, you know, there's the demand is there. There's people, you know, they're, they're out, they're bored. It's too uh, it's not really warm enough to do certain things. It's too cold to do other things. Yeah. And so they're going to these breweries, but when you're set up outside, if there's like, you know, the winds and I can deal with cold, uh, I can deal with rain. I can't yeah. deal with wind, yeah. you know, with, with tents. And, uh, mm-hmm. so that kind of limits me, puts me into like more of the May, June, right. uh, windows. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, in the meantime, I mean, I do get, you know, do some stuff where, uh, like I still do some, uh, like the curbside pickup okay, sort of okay. scenario, like yeah. a few people that I got doing that with, they'll contact me once in a while. Hey, next time you're putting some briskets on, let me know. Yeah. Um, so I'll do that. And it's all just people within short radius of where I live. And I even usually just end up throwing them all in a cooler and just delivering them. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Worked out well. Excellent, man. Uh, awesome. Well, Trevor, last uh, question I ask everybody, it's, uh, it's dinner time. You got one of those smokers fired up at home. What's uh, What's the go-to for you? Uh, I guess, you know, for, as far as a quick meal go-to is tends to be chicken sausage, yep. uh, burgers, um, steak, uh, on occasion. Um, I'd say probably barbecue chicken, honestly, is like when you're dealing with a high heat, like a grill scenario. Yep. I just love barbecue chicken. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, ever since a kid going to the Elmira Maple Syrup Festival, and that's probably where I actually got introduced to, to charcoal food. Okay. Is the guy who come every year with the big, hit this big smoker or cooker charcoal cooker um 
and it was on a, you know, a conveyor belt thing and just filled it with all these chicken quarters right. and we'll go through this truck and I could like used to stuff myself like seven, <laughs> eight of those every time. Yep. And, uh, so love barbecue steak, but chicken would be uh, probably top of the cook. Now, if it's a go-to as far as a day when I'm going to be here all day yep. and I want to make something with a smoker, then it's usually ribs because uh, nice. they're my wife's favorite. Yep. Uh, or brisket. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, Trevor, thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate uh, taking some time out of your evening to sit and chat with me here. So it's uh, awesome. no always good to uh, always good to catch up and see what uh, folks are doing uh, other parts of the country here. So appreciate uh, appreciate what you're doing to keep growing the the barbecue culture out there. So it's uh, awesome to see things happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. So. It's nice to be part of a community, you know, yep. meeting other people that are interested in this, in the uh, same things you are. So it is a yeah. uh, it is a great community right. for sure. Uh, one thing you can't uh, question is that for that's awesome, Trevor. Thanks so much. Have a great night. Talk to you soon. No problem. Take care, Ryan. Thanks, man. You are listening to Canada's longest running barbecue podcast, and it is time now for some barbecue news brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, a family owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Ship it to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. I am proud to be a part of the Barrel Boss Q family, and I highly recommend you give them a look if you're in the market for a charcoal drum smoker. Visit them online at barrelbossq.ca. That's B-A-R-R-E-L-B-O-S-S, the letter Q, dot C-A. And follow them on Facebook and Instagram and tell them you heard about them on Eat More at Barbecue. We are still a month or so away from com competitions getting underway up here in Canada, but we have had some Canadian teams competing down south lately and putting up some great results. Jared and Amanda of Brisket Butts competed at the Circle the Wagons barbecue cook-off in Angleton, Texas a couple of weeks ago and took first place in brisket. Cooking on borrowed equipment. Way to go, team. That's an awesome accomplishment at this event with over 80 teams. They also placed third for their Tequila Caesar. 15th for fajitas, 16th in chicken, and a top 10 for an avocado salad. Well done, guys, well done. And our friend Janice Smella from Smellicue was also down in Texas that same weekend cooking at the Springfest Beeville. In Beeville, Texas, took place a, took a uh, fifth place in chicken, 9th in ribs, 32nd pork, 45th in brisket, which was all good enough for an amazing 8th place overall finish. Way to go, Janice, well done. Meanwhile, up here, we do have a couple new additions to the competition calendar. Calendar, June 16th and 17th, the second annual Brooks Smoker Wars in Brooks, Alberta. This is a non-sanctioned neighborhood or community event. Just a little friendly competition with four categories or four different events built in. I guess there's a wing event, Pitmaster's Choice, Baked Beans, and then the main event with the four traditional meats, brisket, pork, ribs, and chicken. You can email brooksmokerwars at gmail.com for info and to register. And then out in Quebec, August 5th, La Classique Barbecue La Bonté in St. Perpetue, Quebec. 
This is a KCBS sanctioned event. Check out BBQ La Bonté on Facebook. Registration opens April the 7th. I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at www.albertabbqtrail.ca where you can check out a listing of barbecue joints here in Alberta. Whether you're here in Alberta or elsewhere, please get out to your local barbecue joints and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking.